0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's tribe time now.
1: Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Hi everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Our final time from Indian Spring Training in Goodyear, Arizona for 2021 as we are nearing the end of Cactus League play for the Tribe. The season opener Thursday in Detroit a 105 first pitch and the Indians taking care of a lot of business on Friday at the complex informing several players of their status on the opening day roster or whether they would start the season at the depth camp slash alternate site and eventually the minor leagues. So let's get right to that. Tribe manager Terry Francona with uh, some pretty in-depth detail on the moves and the whys on some of those moves.
2: Yeah, we talked to a lot of guys this morning. I'll try to go through it now and try to answer some of your questions and things like that. We talked to uh, Blake Parker this morning. And informed him that he was not going to be on the team, along with Bradley Zimmer, Anthony Ghost, Kyle Nelson, and Bobby Bradley. Um, we talked to uh, Oliver Perez, Chang, and Bowers, and informed them that they were on the team.
3: Can you start with the first base situation with with Bobby and, and Jake, and just kind of what what
1: did you your thinking there?
2: Well, it was, it was a a lot of conversations for sure. And I think the biggest thing is if, if you, if, if Jake doesn't make the club, it's, it's irreversible, you know, as, and we told Bobby, Bobby came in and did a really good job and we wanted to be careful that we didn't just say, Bobby, go work on this, go work on that because he, 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 he did his share. We just felt like the, the, the reversible and irreversible decisions. Uh, Jake's done enough. We need to see him play.
4: Can you uh, talk about the
3: decision on Zimmer and then who will be your center fielder?
2: Um, I actually left his name out. Um, that's, uh, we talked to Ben Gamble this morning and, and told him he had made the ball club. And we talked to Zim. Uh, and, you know, as you can imagine, these these conversations, when you get down to the last four or five days, they get a lot harder because guys are that much closer. And, and we recognize that and we respect that. Um, we just we want them to, to have a chance to be more consistent. And we think, you know, April can be a pretty cruel month in, in, in Ohio. and. We want him. We want to give him the best chance to succeed, and for that, we think we need to send him to the alternate site.
5: how did Bobby Bradley take
0: the news? That it seemed like, you know, though he did a lot, he came a long way, and how much more could he have could he have done realistically?
2: Well, I, I don't know. He he took it like a pro, and I don't think that's altogether surprising because he is maturing, and it, it's exciting to watch young guys as they mature you know we've talked about the maturation process with his body and you know in his baseball play but we saw it also when he got some news he didn't want to hear and we we appreciated that he was he was a pro as much as you could be a pro he was and that's a big compliment to him we, this isn't the last we've seen of Bobby
0: is that the hardest part of your job sometimes
2: yes it is it's uh it's something that never gets easier and I guess when it, when there's a day comes, it does get easy. I'll do something else.
1: Tina with ghost is, is he going to go to the alternate site? Was, is he, does he have a, a, a chance to, to help the club at some point during the season? We certainly hope so.
2: Um, when guys get down to this point of camp, you can believe that there was a lot of talk about them making the club out of spring training. So that would be a big yes to Anthony. We think, we think his future is very bright. And the other thing to remember is he's, he's out of options because of the options he used as an outfielder. So we don't ever want to get in a predicament where early in the year something happens and you got to make a roster move and you don't have a roster move to make. With uh, center field, what did Gamble show you and how, 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 how are you going to operate center field there? Well, Ben's – I think we knew coming in as long as he was healthy – he had some quad problems last year that kind of got in the way of him playing center. But he's a real reliable center fielder. You can put him anywhere in the outfield and he's going to be real reliable. He controls the strike zone. Um, he's had really good at-bats this spring. And he, he was kind of put to, you know, a lot of tests. He played in B games. You know, we put him in left and put him in right. And he just had, sort of seemed to lean into everything. He didn't back away from anything or, you know, feel like he was you know, getting the, the lesser part of the deal. Um, I think he just – I think reliable is a really good word. And he'll compete. He'll compete like crazy. He won't back down from anybody. How much will you use Rosario there? Is that just a work in progress right now? Well, it's it, – I mean, the plan is to put him out there. Whether it's opening day or, you know, I don't know how I – got, I got to work through that a little bit. You know, want to try to put him in the best position to succeed. So we'll we'll get to that. We still, you know, we'll go one day at a time here. You had your choice of lefties. What what swung you in Oliver's uh, favor? Well, I mean, Oliver's been a mainstay here for the last couple years. And, and we told guys when they come as non rosters, we don't really view that we wouldn't treat him that way. And we thought, Oliver actually, Oliver probably threw the ball harder this spring than he ever has because he knew he was competing. Just you know, his leadership qualities. He can get a lefty out. He can he can pitch to a righty or pitch around a righty. There's just a lot to like about Oliver. Nothing has changed from how we felt the last couple of years. And we also you know we wanted to keep some depth, you know, in our in our system. So because we know that we're not going to go with 13 pitchers the entire year or the same 13 wish you could, but just not not realistic. Is this like, you know, like you, you've got five games left? You've got basically your, your position guys set. Is this a, a good way to just kind of ramp up for the regular season? And that's part of why we wanted to do it today. The other thing is it, it gets harder and harder on players the longer they're waiting. And it creates a lot of apprehension. And you want to get to a point where, hey, you got your guys and they can get ready for a season. Because we got a, you know, we got a long season come up ahead of us, and you want guys to be in the best position possible when we break camp.
1: As Tribe Manager Terry Francona talking on Friday at the Indians Complex in Goodyear, Arizona, about some of the many moves that the Indians made yesterday to get a little bit closer to an official Opening Day roster. Well, one of the pitchers on that roster will be Brian Shaw, a mainstay for the Indians during their uh, run to the World Series back in 2016. For five years, no one pitched more games in the big leagues than Brian Shaw with a great amount of success. And we'll hear from him after he was notified that he made the team this year, coming in as a non-roster invite. That's next as we continue with Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. And now, a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go.
2: So, um, have you noticed how everyone's grammar is completely awful now? Like, you know, the texting and the LOLs. (laughs) Whatever happened to punctuation. I mean, drivers who switch to
0: Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Goodyear, Arizona and Tribe Spring Training. And uh, don't forget, plenty of ways to listen to our show each week. You can do so on the Indians Radio Network wherever you uh, tune in to the Indians Radio Network throughout Ohio and on into Pennsylvania, upstate New York, and uh, other spots as well. Always great to have you along. Also, it's in podcast form shortly after the show airs each Saturday. So you can pick it up wherever you download your favorite podcasts, and you can go to Indians.com and see all the archived editions there as well. Well, the Indians are shaping their roster this week for opening day, and one of those that made the roster will help in the bullpen, a veteran arm, Brian Shaw. He came into camp as a non-roster invite on a minor league contract, but after being away from the ball club for three seasons, Shaw finds himself back in the fold, throwing extremely well this spring, and he made the team at the age of 33 with more than 600 major league appearances under his belt. And as we'll find out from Brian Shaw in a fun interview with him. Uh, He's only about halfway there where he figures he'll be in his major league career. We'll see if that happens. But, hey, if he continues to throw the way he has this spring, who knows? You wouldn't want to put it past him. He's never hurt, always available. And uh, we talked to him about the emotions of being informed that he had made the team.
3: Well, it was good. I mean, we were in there in the office. Tito was in there, obviously, Chris and uh, Carl. You know, they all talked a little bit, but obviously Chris was the one to actually say it. You know, it was nice. And it was awesome. You know, I, I you know, worked this offseason and, you know, uh, at the alternate site last year and stuff with Seattle and, you know, really tried to, you know, do some different things to improve my game and improve, you know, what I can do and what I can bring to a team. And, you know, I think I accomplished that and, you know, brought it over here. And so far in camp, you know, it's worked out, you know, for the better. And, you know, shit should, should hopefully continue.
1: Usually that, that first time someone's told they're going to the major leagues, it's a, a big deal and an emotional experience. Um, where does this one slot in of times where, and maybe there's not been that many because usually you've, you've been on a club, but where does this fit in compared to that?
5: Yeah.
3: No, it was great. I mean, it's it's funny. um, You know, your priorities change when you become a dad. You know, the first thought was, "Ooh, I have health insurance again." Um, You know, when they told me so. You know, stuff like that. You know, pops in there. But no, it it was awesome. Obviously, you know, the last time I think I you know, I think in 2011, obviously when I got called up, and then when I got traded over here in 13 was I think the last really two times they kind of told me that you know I quote made the team. Um, every other year was kind of, you know, they said, you basically get ready for season type of thing instead of, you know, you made the team. So, you know, it was, it, it was nice. You know, it's been a while since I've had that, you know, had to do that, but it, it was, it was nice.
1: You were just a, a rock of durability during your time here in the past. You're up over 600 games in the major leagues, but uh, from what you were saying earlier, you're only halfway there where you want to be.
3: <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> get yeah, 1,254 is a record for uh Major League Baseball for pitchers, most games pitched in a, in a uh, career, 1,254. So I think I'm at like 619 or something like that. So I got just, just a little ways to go.
1: How are you going to do that?
3: <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Just go throw 75, 80 games a year for the next, you know, nine years or so and all day.
1: And you mentioned that and, and there's so much, there, there's so many theories about how to keep someone healthy arm wise. Um, a lot of times it's protections for starting pitchers with pitch counts, but are, are you from that other side that says, Hey, the more you throw, the better off you're going to be.
3: Yeah. I mean, I do personally. I mean, I know everyone's different, but I mean, you know, obviously I threw I Monday felt good. And I threw yesterday and I, you know, throw the hardest I threw in camp out the side. So, I mean, you know, it's, I, I like throwing, I like throwing a lot. I like throwing, um, you know, multiple times a week, obviously I'll get in the game, whenever, whenever they call my name. So I'm, I'm in whenever they call me.
1: And Seeing you this spring, and I know spring training hasn't always been a a great time for you, but you look like we've seen you so often during regular seasons. Um, but how are you different now from from what we saw when you were on that great stretch here before?
3: No, we we changed the, we changed a few things. Obviously, mean, mechanically, we changed some stuff. You know, obviously, you know, getting older, you know, your body moves differently, and you know, different parts of your body, you know, slow down and stuff. So we did some um, different throwing stuff, some different weight training stuff to kind of compensate for, you know, getting older and, um, you know, trying to improve stuff Because essentially I hadn't really changed an off season program since I got to the big leagues, you know, nine years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it was. Um, so it was, you know, kind of time to actually, you know, adapt and change with the times and kind of, you know, go about some things a little bit differently. And, you know, it's obviously it's worked out for the best and, you know, I feel great, you know, we're doing some different stuff with Joe and, um, you know, lining the guys in the training room and, you know, we are in a good spot.
1: Does that give you confidence that, that, you know, we were kind of joking earlier that you're only halfway through, but does that give you confidence that, Hey, this, this is a lasting thing here and, and not just trying to make a club and on a short-term deal?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said, you know, I think the changes that we made are very, um, uh, repeatable changes and, Um, you know, the, the change we made to the pitches and to the the arsenal and the way we go about hit go about attacking guys and, um, you know, the shapes that we try to accomplish with, with, with the different pitches, um, you know, they're very repeatable, very easy to, you know, keep doing. So hopefully that'll, that'll, you know, just be able to flow, you know, from here on forward.
1: And to wrap up, you were, you were a part of some really good bullpens the last time you were here, uh. Man, there's some arms down there now. What are you seeing as as you head into the season?
3: Oh, we got a lot of big arms. I mean, we joke every, you know, early on in camp, obviously, you know, we got five, six, seven guys that are, you know, throwing 97 plus, you know, consistently every game. Um, You know, every time they go out there and we, you know, we joke about, you know, got to, you know, throw 98 to make the team and stuff like that. And, um, you know, no, they they got big arms. They got good stuff. Um, you know, we got guys that, you know, don't throw as hard, but obviously you're really good. Um, you know, it's not obviously all about VLO, but that's always fun to watch on the scoreboard, you know, when it pops up there at hundred and stuff like that. But, um, you know, they got other stuff to, you know, accompany those and go with that stuff. And they're just obviously really good. You know, I'm excited to get through with these guys. Um, you know, we got a lot of younger guys, obviously, you know, Rob reminds me, you know, my first couple of years here, um, you know, coming up with a group that we had, um and they, you know, they remind me a lot of that, you know. So we'll see what happens.
1: You've had a lot of days in this game and it's a roller coaster game to be sure. Uh this I would think has to be one of the, the really good days for you in your career.
3: Absolutely. I mean I obviously joke with Tito and Carl for you know for the last couple of weeks, you know, just walk by the office and be like, Hey, we I heard about a meeting today. Meeting, no? Yes, no? We have yeah? Okay, all right, all right, we'll see like you know, just kinda of walking by messing with them, you know, because obviously it's starting to get to that time of you know, you see guys You know, they're telling guys, you see guys in other organizations opt-outs and all this different kind of stuff, trying to, you know, get rosters filled and stuff like that. So, you know, you knew the time is kind of starting to come, you know, for them to make their decisions, obviously. I think we got a little bit less than a week. Actually, I think a week from tomorrow is, you know, season starts. So, I think, you know, we leave, I think, on Tuesday next week. So, you know, kind of, you know, now, like I said, you know, with the sun, you know, trying to figure out packing up all his stuff and getting all of, you know, the massive amounts of toddler baby stuff uh, out there and, you know, get the department set up and get everything set up for my wife and for him, for them them to get out there. And it's nice to have a few extra days to be able to do that.
1: That is Indians relief pitcher, Brian Shaw, ecstatic to be on the ball club once again as uh, part of the opening day roster in 2021. Stay tuned as Tribe Talk presented by Progressive Continues. We will hear from Jordan Luplo, Indians outfielder. Got a late start on his spring, but it's starting to come together now for him. Another pitcher out of that bullpen who might have been a surprise to some when spring training started, but Trevor Steffen, a right-hander, will be a part of that pen. And we'll also hear from Indians first base coach catching instructor and Indians Hall of Famer Sandy Alomar, Jr., a little bit later on in the show as well. So stay tuned. We have more after this. Welcome back to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. We join you from Goodyear, Arizona. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Uh, One final time this year from Goodyear as spring training is winding down. For Jordan Luplo, he needed every bit of the, the six weeks or so of spring training as an ankle injury just prior to coming to camp held him back for quite some time. But within the last week, he's seen game action. He has swung the bat well, hit the ball hard. And it uh, looks like he'll be just fine and ready to go for opening day. And he says that uh, it took a little bit, but he's feeling good at the plate.
6: Uh, I feel good. I feel uh, a lot more prepared than I, I usually am coming in, in the spring, even though I had a little setback. Um, I've kind of made this routine, and I've stuck with it all up until now. And I think I'm going to continue doing it. And it's just puts me in a really good spot. Uh, and I don't think I need to do anything more than that um I just kind of stay within myself and I know that all the work I put in the offseason is gonna it's gonna pay off and that's uh these last two weeks have been good for me.
1: Is it hard sometimes not to feel like you have to play catch-up or are you in that point in your career where you know what you need and and, and you're okay if, even if you have to miss some time from games?
6: No I'm I'm pretty set I I I found that routine and I've I've pretty much locked it in uh, a lot earlier than I usually do. So I think I'm at that point, like you said, uh, where I only need a few at-bats and uh, I'm ready to go.
1: When you look at last year and, and how that prepares you for a new season, uh, it seemed like just such a roller coaster for everybody and, and for you included. Uh, but it seemed like it finished strong. And, and when you look back on it, how did – what were your takeaways from a year ago, especially as it pertains to preparing for this season?
6: Um, I definitely look back at that first month and um, although I didn't play like every day' it was just it's just a slow start. you know it was a slow start. I picked it up the second half I before myself, and you know if there's another four months of the season, I think i'm right where I normally am so uh, You know, uh, I think I was in a good spot. I just started off a little slow and was battling some injuries at first. So um, once those got passed, I was I was fine.
1: And you come into camp, there's a a lot of outfielders in camp, but obviously you you have that that good reputation, especially what you do against left handed pitching. Uh, How encouraged are you by by what you see around you in the outfield this season heading into the regular season?
6: it's a different group. Those are different guys, but um I like our guys. I really think we bond well in the outfield. Uh it's some good energy out there every day when we're going and uh putting our work in, taking our batting practice and uh fly balls, ground balls, stuff like that. Um, I really enjoy these guys I'm around. Um it's going to be it's going to be a lot of
1: When you look at the team, uh, you've been here long enough to to have gone through some some different things with the ball club and uh, some different names and and faces in there this year. What has it been like this spring, getting to know everybody and and having it come together now toward the end?
6: Uh, It's so funny because you'll see these guys on TV and uh, you never meet them in person until, you know, something like this happens. They come over and and start playing with your ball club. And uh, it's the persona you put out seeing these guys on TV versus what they actually are is so different you know it's like ben gamel like uh, i see him on tv and you know i'm like this guy's crazy he's a wild thing like he he's probably like an animal and he is he is an animal but he's like the nicest guy ever you know He, he loves talking and uh you know just hanging out with the dudes and you know fishing and hunting and doing his thing and then zario getting to play against him a bunch you know i didn't know a whole lot about him but he's uh He's a pretty funny dude out there, and uh, I, like, I like him being around.
1: It's interesting because I, I think most teams like continuity, but there is that, that side of it that says, you know, it's okay to shake it up every once in a while. And that, are, you, are you feeling that this spring, that, that maybe some new faces are good for the franchise where it is right now?
6: I think so. I think so. I think it's a good, you know, fresh, fresh look, and uh, guys are going to get some opportunities. And uh, I think we've got a good group of guys over here to uh, take advantage of
1: that. That's Jordan Luplo, figures to play a key role, especially against left-handed pitching. Now in the bullpen, an arm that might not have been on the radar for many heading into spring training is right-hander Trevor Steffen. He had been in the Yankees organization, but they left him off the roster. And during the Rule 5 draft in December, the Indians selected him. And that means they have to keep him on the roster throughout the season or offer him back to the Yankees. Well, he did nothing over the course of the spring to indicate that he was not ready to be a part of this bullpen. His numbers were superb. His stuff is outstanding. Throws in the mid to upper 90s with nasty breaking stuff. And uh, Stefan will be a part of the ball club. And we asked him what it was like to be in Terry Francona and or Chris Antonetti's office to learn that he had made the ball club.
5: Yeah, I mean... I just got pulled aside. Uh, he uh, invited me into the office, and then from there it was the uh, GM Carl and Tito, and you know Tito did all the talking, and they just were happy to have me. It was a cool moment, you know. It was, it was special for sure. Something I'll always remember.
1: You threw the ball really well during the spring, but was it still a surprise when when they pulled you in and, and told you the news?
5: Yeah, uh, I mean the communication here has been pretty unbelievable as far as this is the second org i've been a part of and the communication's been great i was kind of in my vision i thought it was going to take it in longer towards the season but to find out when i did that was awesome
1: it it seems like um maybe a a conflict when when you are part of a rule five selection and that it's a great opportunity but the flip side is it can be difficult to make a roster in that spot how did you look at it when when you found out you were selected by the indians back in december
5: I just looked at it as a good opportunity. Obviously getting Rule Five the way I did automatically put you on the roster. And then from there I just kinda had to take care of what I could to, you know, stick on the roster and make sure I uh you know get that chance to prove myself.
1: And obviously the Indians saw something in you that they they liked from your time with the Yankees. Uh, but since you've been here, what are some of the things that that they've been able to do with you that's allowed you to really succeed and and have the type of spring that you did?
5: Just kind of getting back to, you know, when I entered pro ball, I thought I was probably at my best, like, movement pattern-wise, and, you know, just being able to throw my fastball with the life and the characteristics and stuff. And then uh, kind of 18, 19, I didn't really have the same fastball that I used to have. And, uh, you know, I came back – I came over here, and I, you know – Found the fastball again. It's been, you know, fun to throw. Just confident in all the pitches I've really been throwing.
1: And is that something that, that they were able to work on shortly after you were drafted? Or, or is it things that, that you have to wait till you get to spring training to to start to really attack?
5: Uh, it's stuff I've attacked on the downtime. Obviously, I didn't play in 2020. Uh, and then I wanted to come out here early. I got out here early. Before spring, I got out here about a month early before spring training started. Worked with the staff and just kind of kept trying to improve. Just wanted to know what they wanted to see from me and stuff like that, and just got on the same page early and just try to keep improving.
1: Looking at some of your numbers from the Yankees' time, uh, a lot of starting assignments for you, but uh, you've been strictly out of the bullpen here. Uh, do you prefer one or the other, and and do you think you're better in in one of the spots compared to the other?
5: I, I mean, both sides have their perks. Uh, I think I'm better out of the bullpen. You know, I, I think I know that's kind of backwards, but uh, well, I think if you ask a lot of people, they probably prefer starting just because they know exactly when they're going to pitch. And it's everyone's got a routine, but I threw out of the bullpen in junior college, and then I thought I was going to Arkansas to be a reliever. And I ended up becoming a starter, and then signed as a starter in pro ball. So going back to the pen it was kind of just like natural, I guess, in a sense, and uh, so far it's been fun.
1: What makes you better out of the pen in your mind?
5: It's just, I don't, uh, I mean, you're the only really shorter, shorter stance. You can just kind of empty the tank early, and, you know, you just got to get your outs and not have to worry about pitching deep in the games. You can just attack hitters.
1: As, as someone new to the ball club, how quickly have, have you been able to to get to know your teammates and really feel a part of things here?
5: It's been great. It fits good, honestly. I feel like the clubhouse is a bunch of young guys about my age, and then the veterans have you know, done a good job just kind of you know, being open, talking, taking me under the wing some. And uh, But just as a whole, I feel like the clubhouse is a really good fit.
1: That's Trevor Steffen, Indians reliever. Uh, surprise to many to make this club, but not really after seeing him throw throughout the spring. He will be a good contributor for that Indians bullpen during the regular season. Stay with us. We have our final segment coming your way shortly as Tribe Talk concludes on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.
6: Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World.
0: The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda?
1: Welcome back to Tribe Talk presented by Progressive. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend, our final show from spring training. Next week's show, we'll join you from uh, back home, either Detroit or Cleveland. Still working through the details on that, but the Indians open the season in the Motor City against the Tigers, and uh, we'll be happy to bring you all the action from Detroit and uh, the season beginning part of the coaching staff for the Indians once again first base coach and catching instructor Sandy Alomar Jr. did great work a year ago filling in as the interim manager for the majority of the season as Terry Francona had some health issues to work through and uh, we had a chance to visit with Sandy earlier this spring always great to catch up with the Indians Hall of Famer. Uh, Sandy you're, you're, you're back to to what you've been doing most of your time here in Cleveland and uh before we get to that taking a look back at last year did, did you have a chance maybe a, a couple of weeks after the season ended to to think back and wonder man that was about as crazy a year as you may have had in the game of baseball
4: Yeah I had a plenty, of th- uh, plenty of time to reflect on all that Uh yeah it was a, it was a wonderful experience man I I you know we were transitioning to a new uh, norm baseball you know no fans uh, wearing masks, uh isolating hotels with sixty games seems like there were hundred and fifty games. It was like it was it was a long season but it was fun on the way that our team persevered. And uh the experience that I got uh all of a sudden just thrown out there as a manager was a a wonderful experience and uh thank you uh to all the guys that really helped me through through that process, uh like Sarvee uh, Carl, Kyle Hoxon, I mean, all the coaches, uh, Mike Barnett. Uh, it was a fantastic time. Uh, even Mancelino, when he came in, they, he helped a lot. Uh, I, I think I could have done it without those guys. It was great, a great time.
1: I know Tito has said that, that what you did was extremely difficult, being a an interim manager, because you you kind of want to do right by him, but also do your own thing. And he said it was important. That you know that that you should do your own thing, but even with that said, was it difficult to to kind of keep that thought process going?
4: The the most difficult part was that uh, I have been separated from the bench and and thinking like a manager because when you coach first base, your focus goes to something else. And on top of that, I was I was focused with the catchers to get those guys ready for the game. I was more focused in pitching and the running game. And uh, I was hardly ever in, you know, in the strategy meetings with the manager because uh, I was doing some other stuff. I can't abandon the catching, you know. Uh, and that's the part that when they, when you're told 45 minutes before a game you're gonna be the manager and then I don't even know a sign. <laughs> okay, I gotta adapt real fast. So, but that's when the other guys came, you know, came to play. You know, Sarvi, uh Carl. Kyle and uh, and the rest of the coaches they did a great job uh, helping me through the game until I got my feet wet. Once I got my feet wet, it was a lot easier. I'm not i saying there's a cakewalk. Uh, managing you have to really you know strategize prior to the game, uh, just like a normal like a player does. Player prepare. Managing is is the same thing, but you know you're doing it from you had to uh, ride a ship and make sure that your players are coming up to play and motivate guys and. Uh, make sure that everybody's uh, uh, you know healthy enough, and make sure you give him uh, you know attention to everybody. And on top of that, we have to we have a team that we have to uh, platoon outfielders and pinch hit a lot. So all that you know coming to play, but the help with the hitting coaches in that area really help a lot.
1: Anything along the way in your first real extended chance to manage alter your thoughts in any way, positive or negative, toward wanting to to do it on a full time basis if the opportunity ever came along.
4: Not really. I'm, you know, I live my life day-to-day. Day. I, I don't, I don't delegate. I mean, I don't, I don't network for trying to, you know, be a manager. I feel like if somebody wants to hire me, uh, I'm there to interview if you, if you want to talk to me, but I'm not a guy that uh, pursue or, or promote my name. I, uh, I'd rather just do what I like to do. And uh, if somebody is looking forward to hire me as a manager, because I, I can, you know, help a team win or help it, uh, drive players or uh, help them manage a team, then, you know, I'm here. But until then, I am just enjoy what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not bothered about it if I get interviewed or not. I think that, I think more people want to see me manage than myself see myself. Uh, but yeah, the opportunity comes in. Yeah, any coach should be striving to be a manager
1: and enjoying what you do. You're, you're, here you are spring training, back in the trenches with your catchers. And uh, How much enjoyment do you get out of that, especially this time of year during spring training?
4: Oh, yeah, I, love I love working with these guys, especially when you have great defensive catching, man. It's awesome. Uh, one of the things that, that, I, that I did uh, when I was managing last year is that I abandoned the catching a little bit. That's what I was mentioning before, because I had to prepare for the game as a manager. And I didn't get to do the things that I did with the catchers a lot uh no no not every day but uh, but in many days I was I was I was not there for them completely and that, that was one of the part that really bothered me a little bit kind of like uh I don't like to abandon the catching because the guys uh we have a big trust among each other we love each other and we uh we trust uh, everything that we uh, we work with
1: when you look at this year's team obviously some changes in the off season but even during the time as a player with the Indians and and those great teams of the '90s, they had some transitions too. And and how do you look at, at the inevitable in baseball where there's going to be roster changes and and how it impacts this year's team?
4: Yeah, you're always gonna go through situations like this. Yeah. Uh, you know, contract issues, free agency, uh, and you know, you kind of you try to align yourself to not to lose a lot. You know, you try to align yourself to. Uh, help your team stay in the, in the fight. Uh, I think the Indians. Uh, we know that Frankie, you know, he's gone now, and Kuki Carrasco and Alex Santana. You lost a lot, but also, you know, you you know, you got a deal. You got some some exceptional players. Uh, you also have uh, uh, got Eddie Rosario that is going to help a lot, and then you start kind of like uh, bringing back Cesar Hernandez. So. Uh, our team is, is pretty much focused on, on pitching and defense. You saw last year, we, our team was the best defensive uh, team in American League, and and uh, uh, our pitching has been the things that drive us, so uh, I still trust our team. You know, this has been the, the winningest organization in the American League the last eight years. I, they know what they're doing, so. At the end of the day, you have to position yourself uh, the best way you can under your budget, so that's where we at.
1: Always fun to catch up with Sandy Alomar, Jr. as uh, He's back in a role that he enjoys, working with the Indians catchers who are some of the best in baseball in terms of defense and also doing some good work there at first base as well. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our shows each week. Until next week. For our first show of the regular season, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk, presented by Progressive on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians radio network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.